Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Well, this is our 1,550th episode special, and I've got a treat for you. Baseball season began just about a couple weeks ago, and so today's story's actually got a a pretty uh, interesting baseball-related theme. This is a very rare program. It's from the anthology series, the WOR Summer Theater. WOR was the New York flagship station of the Mutual Network where many programs, including The New Adventures of Nero Wolf, Father Brown, and Can You Top This, uh, originated. And I'll talk a little bit more about this after the program, but now, in honor of the great game of baseball, bring you a most unusual and interesting half hour. From August the 13th, 1942, from the WOR Summer Theater, The Mystery of the Perfect Throw from Left Field, and the conga dancer's aunt. This is Roger Bauer welcoming you to the WOR Summer Theater, where we do many different kinds of shows suggested or written by the boys and girls of the WOR staff. Tonight it's the mystery of the perfect throw from left field and the conga dancer's aunt. That's the title, and you'll find all the promised elements in this cheerful offering that we extracted from the typewriter of Bob Simon, who looks after continuities at WOR. Among those present in the mystery of the perfect throw from left field and the conga dancer's aunt are Helen Clare, who plays Dolly Billion, a radio personality, and Peter Donald, who is Dan Kitty, the clown pyre. This story starts with a station break. That's the few seconds between the two radio programs. In just a moment, we'll present Dolly Billion in her seventh program of today. Dolly Billion, the million-dollar personality with thousands of friends... Well, this Dolly Billion, who apparently discusses a different subject on every one of uh, seven or more daily broadcasts, is set for her sports program. So is the proprietor of the Amby's Hamby Bar. And so are his customers, both of them. Hello, fans, far and wide, all about the countryside. This is Dolly, by golly, and that fanfare was for the play of the day, which happened just about an hour ago in the Twilight League game between the No Socks and the Goons. And that play, Fan, wasn't a play at all. No siree, believe you me. It was a distation by an umpire, or as he himself calls himself a clown pyre, Daniel Kitty by name. If you heard my play-by-play broadcast of the game earlier this evening, you remember I told you how he took over for Sam Slater, the regular umpire. It was getting late, Sam had to be somewhere else, and the clown pyre volunteered. He had an umpire suit and everything. And then what? I'm asking Fletch, our engineer, to put on a recording of that play exactly as I broadcast it, so as to bring it all back to you, Fan. All right, Fletch, let's have that recording. Hey, uh, it's all the same to you, Amber. Do you mind turning that out? Okay. Thanks. Nobody sounds that bad. She did. Well, I'll tell you about that, Amby. And you, sir. Yeah? That's what happens when you play a 33 RPM recording on a 78 RPM turntable. Very simple. Uh, sure, Mr. Cyphers. Uh, maybe they got it uh, fixed now. Uh, Excuse me, Amby, but I do not want to hear about that play again. Uh, you, you don't want to hear what that dope did? That dope? That clown pyre. Oh, that dope. That's me, Dan Kitty. Uh, well, what do you know? 
Glad to meet you, Mr. Kidd. Uh, Kitty is correct, chum. Dan Kitty. Well, Brother Kitty, I wouldn't have known you without that umpire suit. Oh, that's in my bag here. <laughs> I don't wear it out to eat. Well, I'm surface. Joe surface. Well, as I was going to say, I was at that game, and I don't understand how you could call that man safe at home when the left fielder's throw had him beaten by ten feet. A perfect throw, a clean tag, and you call the runner safe. I suppose that's clown firing. Well, now, clown firing, that's just hooking things up a little, see? Instead of just waving a man out, I holler, Ah! Hey, 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 hey. See, people notice that, that, Ah! And then on a close play at one of the bags, the runner slides. All right, what do I do? I slide in with him and call it from the bag. When a batter's hit by a pitch ball, I don't just say, take your base. I take him by the arm, walk down a first with him, and just as I get there, I pour him a bottle of beer I kept hidden with a sidle in my suit. That goes big, see? Now, that suit itself is a caution. <laughs> it's got more and bigger pockets than any. The runner suit. was still out. Sorry, Joseph, the throw was perfect. But remember, it was getting dark and there was a lot of dew on the ground. The ball was hit a long way and it rolled. How was it when it came in? Dry. <laughs> An old amateur trick, Joseph, throwing in a ball you got in your pocket when you can't get after the ball that was hit. Very observant, aren't you? Yeah, that's important. You've got to watch those things, Joseph. You know, what it takes to be a detective, that's what it takes to be an umpire. You're not a detective, too, are you? No, but I'm interested. And just what is your business? Chain stores. That's what I'm in town about. Well, I heard about this ball game, and I thought, maybe they'll need an umpire. I always take my stuff with me just in case. And sure enough, doesn't Sam Slater have to get back to his store before the game is over? Oh, hello, Chief. What'll it be? This time, burglary. A burglary here? Who are you? You haven't heard of him, Chief? Well, that's Dan Kitty, the clown fire. Right. You should have seen the one he tried to pull, Chief. You should have seen that throw from last year. Yeah, you should have oh, seen Oh, Andy, that. you seen anybody strange here in the last half hour or so? Well, uh, there's that clown fire. We know all about where he's been, but somebody cracked the safe at the Drubbingham Hotel and eloped uh, with a lot of cash, the manager says. Inside job, Chief? Looks not. That's funny. What's funny about it? I was just saying detecting was up my alley. Well, I think we'll be able to handle it without outside help. Ain't Joe? You've never failed, Chief. But he's very observant, this clown fire. Yeah? Staying in clown, clown? Well, overnight and tomorrow. You know, I think I'll check in at that hotel you mentioned. It's the only one we have, but pretty snazzy. Real room, dancing, Turkish baths, solarium, and after-dinner concerts in the lobby by the Ludwig van Beethoven swing trio. <laughs> you with a priority's teeth. I'd like to register. Oh, just a moment, sir. Room clerk has been very busy, but I... Oh, Mr. Wesley? Mr. Wesley? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, sir. There's, there's been a great deal of activity. Yeah, a burglary. Oh, no. An inside job, or isn't it? Oh, really? All right, do I sign here? Any old room with bath will do. Uh, yes, Mr. Uh, Kitty. Is it Mr. Kitty? Yeah. What are you so jittery about, Mr. Wesley? Is it Wesley? What? You're not expecting a murder around here, are you? I said you weren't expecting a murder. Well, never mind. Give me your key. What, uh, you have baggage? Sure, I left it on the rack as I came in. Well, that is, I thought I did. It's not there now. Mm. Are you sure you had it? Listen, son, if you carted a bag full of umpire's tools around with you, you'll be sure. That's very peculiar. That makes two. Two what? Two burglaries in this place tonight. It's a case I'd have a personal interest oh, in. Are, are you a detective? Well, practically. Better known around here as an umpire. Here's my business card. Oh. Well, this says nothing about detection or umpiring. No, I make my living by traveling for chain of chain stores. A what? Chain of stores that sells chains. 
See, each store in the chain sells chains, and I travel around in trains to keep track of changes in the chains, so when there's new chain territory, they get enough chains to keep to the, the other chain chain stores. Trouble is, the chains change so fast, you don't know what range of chains, which chain is selling. Sometimes you see strange chains in your own chain, it's a brain strain unless you chain chain train, Mr. Wepley. Now, how about that burglary? Oh, well, well, it was like this. I opened the safe to count up the cash and found several large stacks of bills missing. Did you say you were a detective? Well, I think I could help you, maybe. Uh, turn on that radio there, will you? It helps me think. Uh, very well. Some people are too nosy to live. You'll find that out, wise guy. <laughs> Could that be personal? Try another station, Mr. Wepley. As you wish. Uh, you may prefer this one up here. Some people are too nosy to live. Too nosy to live. Too nosy to live. Too nosy to live. Too nosy what to live. What is this? Too A record, my friend. Open up that machine. Radio phonograph. Let's switch it from this record over to radio, huh? Hey, wait a minute. Where did you get this record? I don't know. It, it isn't part of our regular collection. That's mostly cello, so... Hey, for Pete's sake, now what goes? Oh, that's our drummer practicing in the grill. We have a famous conga band and a famous dancing team to entertain our guests. That's their picture up there. Grumba and Grimba. The lady is Grimba. Oh, now, we prefer not to have our guests do that. What have I done? I whistle at the conga dance. Small blast of appreciation, yes, like this. Uh, but uh, that other noise. Oh, oh, you mean this? Oh, no, please. Shh, oh, please. Hey, oh, somebody else coming to register, huh? Why, that's Mr. Service. Hello, Daniel. Found the place all right, I see. Yeah, all but my bag. That just flew out. I just don't understand it. Well, I can understand how things are here tonight. Chief Whistler was telling me all about this burglary. I suppose has you at sixes and sevens. Yeah, I'm working on it, though. Well, so am I. Unofficially, of course. Want to talk it over with me? Sure. You see, I don't know this town the way you would live in here. Only, uh, <clears throat> let's go up to my room, huh? I don't want to be disrespectful about that music. Very good, son. After you. You know, Joe, I have my serious moments, especially when there's murder possible. What was that? Nice room. Shake there. Yes, Daniel, I see what you see. Well, how did my bag get up here? Oh, things are a little mixed up, the old Gummingham tonight. I suppose Wefley just forgot he had it set up. Before he gave me a room? A good point, Daniel. Of course, it might not be your bag. That's mine. Everything in it there ought to be. Well, let's pick her up. Yeah, feels about as heavy as she did. You always strap it that tight. Now, Joe, that's good observation. That's not how I strap it. Somebody's been poking around it, I guess. Thanks for calling it to my attention. You're not going to check up now? Ah, I guess not. Or, uh, you think I should? Well, I would if it was my bag. Uh, nothing extra valuable in it, but... Let's see. Say, here's a real mess of clams. Oh, you mean those neckties? It's missing. Somebody's lifted my umpire suit. Your monkey suit with the big pocket? Yeah, that one. Yeah, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll report this to the manager. What, Wesley? Not him, the manager. Manager's office, please. You'll see. We'll get some action. Hello. I'm calling for Mr. Kitty, room 306. Where in places is Mr. Kitty's monkey suit? Where's his umpire suit? A coat with big pockets and pants. Pants, I said. Oh, the valet. What do you think? The valet has it. They thought it needed pressing. It did. Thanks, Joe. Okay. That's okay with Mr. Kitty. Yeah, quick service they have here. 
funny Weffley didn't know about it. Yeah, that Weffley, now. He's... Odd little character, isn't he? Sort of leaves change around. Yeah, a couple of grand. As much as that? Yeah, a couple of grand and a fifty. Careless, I'd say. Oh, that doesn't seem like him. He's so correct. Oh, say, um, you know that conga team they have here? Grumba and Gremba? <whistles> well, apart from that, what about them? Oh, nice, quiet people. Good dancers? The best. I think I'd like to look them over. You want to ask a few questions? Joseph, you have just a touch of the mind reader about you. What makes you think they robbed the safe? Ah, uh, maybe a hunch. Look, I'll drop in the grill. Oh, uh, when they work, an hour or so? Yeah, I'll be happy to introduce you. I'll be seeing you. Yeah, I'll be seeing you, Joseph. Uh, hello? Hello, is it too late to talk to the valet? Uh, okay, I guess I'll have to wait. Uh, hello. Some people are too nosy to live. You'll find that out, wise guy. Oh, now, what's this stuff again? What's the... Kill the umpire. <laughs> Let's hear that record again. That's no record. <laughs> Hello. Hello. My party hung up. Just a minute, please. Here you are. Hello, Mr. Kitty. This is Dolly Billion. Say, what do you mean by that gag? What do you mean by I playing... I don't know what you're talking about, but I do want to have an interview with you tomorrow morning for my celebrity broadcast. Oh, well, I'll tell you, sister, I'm working tomorrow. If you want an interview, meet me at the Drubbingham Grill in an hour. Say, wait a minute. I've never seen you. How will I know you? By my voice, Mr. Kitty. What? Hello? Say, did you hang up? Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Are you, uh, are you waiting for someone, Mr. Kitty? Oh, uh, yes, Mr. Webley. Approximately for $2,000. Uh, I'm not sure I understand you. Well, I am. Uh, the exhibition dance in the grill starts shortly, huh? Uh, very soon. Thank you. That's grand. Two grand. Uh, I beg your pardon. No offense. Never mind. Hello, Mr. Cloudfire. Why, Miss Billiard. Uh, I, uh, uh, you'll excuse me. Oh, sure. Yeah, run along. Now, look, Mr. Kitty. Hey, what I... was that about Cloudfire? Oh, that's cute. So are you. Make your decision fast, don't you? Fast and correct. Uh, how about going down the grill? Huh? Well, it, it might be a little noisy down there, so let's have that interview first, huh? Now tell me, how did you get to be a clown fire? It's cute. So are you. We needn't put that record on again. Oh, record, that reminds me. Now look, I... Dan, won't you tell me what it takes to be a clown fire? Oh, uh, let's start down to the grill and I'll tell you. You see, that's something I began as a sideline. My all-year-round business is traveling for chain-of-chain chain stores. Uh, that's a chain of stores that sells chains. Well, each store in the chain sells chains, and I travel around in trains to keep track of changes in the chain, so when there's new chain territory, they get enough chains to keep up the other And it all started with a chain you changed for a dangerous stranger? Natural enough, young lady. What do you need to tell one chain from another? Observation. What do you need to be an umpire? Observation. What do you need to be a detective? Who's a detective? At the moment, you're sitting with one. <laughs> So are you. Hey, that's where we came in. But you're still cute. Is that observation? Oh, look, any dope would know that. <laughs> but if you want observation, um, you broke off an engagement a little while ago. That's none of your business. Observation is, so that is. How would you know anything about my engagement? I don't. I just know you broke it off lately, probably in a fit of temper. Now, look here. And, I my dear, have... maybe one of the things you told him was he was a tightwad. Uh, how long have you been hanging around this town? I got in today. Who's been telling you? Nobody. Look, give me your left hand. That's cute. So are you. Well, we settle that. Now, 
You see that line around the ring finger where a ring used to be? Uh-huh. That line hasn't been there long or it wouldn't be there at all. Well, all right. Now, what kind of ring do you return? Not a wedding ring, an engagement ring. Not bad. Not finished, either. And there's that scratch along the knuckle. You tore that ring off when you were mad, didn't you? Well, yeah, I... yeah, yeah, you did, you did, you did. And it was hard to yank off, so you told him he was so cheap he got you a ring that was too small. Right? Oh, mister. <laughs> you know what I like about you? You didn't call me Sherlock Holmes. You didn't say elementary, my dear Watson. Who's Watson? Maybe I am. Maybe you are. Oh, hello, Joseph. <laughs> you know Miss Billion, don't you? Nice to see you, Miss Billion. I listen to you every day. Address your letters of commendation to the station. If you don't come in, you're not a friend. That's a motto for artists. Hey, that's cute. <laughs> well, is or is not somebody going to say, so are you? Huh? Oh, oh Dan, I-, I promised to say that you met Grumble and Grumble. If you'll just follow me to that table. And you too, Miss Billion. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah, thanks, Joe, for remembering. That's swell. Okay, Dan. But you won't get anything on those dancers. Oh, says I won't. His ten says you won't. His ten says I will. You can't pin anything on them. Don't be a goof. I once got first prize for pinning. You couldn't pin a tail on a donkey at a kid's party. That's where I won first prize. Yeah. 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 What are you two gentlemen discussing? Oh, uh, you. Uh, you hold the money. Good. Here, Dolly, take this money. Oh, thank you very much. Good night, Mr. Hey. hey. And Dan, don't forget to write commendation to my station. Hey, hey, wait. You're just supposed to hold that money. Yes, uh, my dear. I've made a bet with Dan. And when he loses it, you give the money to me. You hope. Both of them ten boxes? Both of them. But one belongs to Dan, and one belongs to you. <laughs> listen, and listen, I... Dolly. This one is mine. See, I'll mark it for you. D.K. Ah, oh, thanks. Does this mean I can keep it? It does not. You pay that one and the other one over to me when I win, like I told you. Uh, Miss Grimber, Mr. Grimber, may I present Miss Billion and Mr. Gilly? How do you do? Uh, hello. Uh, I know, Dolly. Uh, excuse me, I have laryngitis and I must save my voice. Yes, save it. Uh, Mr. Gilly, you are the clown pirate. Ah, yes, but tonight... tonight... he's a detective. Yes. Actually, Mr. Grumber, tonight I'm a conga dancer. Is this your partner, Dolly? Well, later maybe, but, uh... Could I, might I have the pleasure of a dance with Miss Grember? What do you ask me for? She's old enough to make up her own mind. Miss Grember, may I have the pleasure? Hey, what are you getting at? You know anything about conging? Well, if you think I'm letting you down, just say the word, and I'll put on a sock finish that'll save it. What did he say you were? An umpire? Uh-huh. Gonna let it go at that? Didn't somebody say a detective? Uh-huh. Well? And I said I was a conga dancer, and let's go. <laughs> Hey, Grumber, he can dance. Uh, not bad so far. I thought he'd plop on his face. Maybe he will. Oh, he's wonderful. Who asked you? I'll tell my fans tomorrow. Out there, he looks okay, but when he comes closer here, you'll see he's a faker. Is she holding him up? Sure, she's holding him up. Look at that speed. And he's making the band play faster. You can't dance that fast. It'll kill him. It's phenomenal for an umpire. Uh, what does phenomenal mean? Phenomenal. It's something you take when you can't sleep. <laughs> what? What's this train now, Joe? He'll muff it. Oh, terrible. Oh, I've got a hand, though. Oh, but she's holding him up. Look at the grin on him. He's giving us some of his fancy talk out there. <laughs> Hey, what happened there, Miss Grimpa? I thought I was making that turn right, but... Oh, just sure I am not a professional. I told you any time you didn't like, just say so, and I do my back to Niagara Falls. Used to kill him at the sportsman's banquet. Say, you might move your feet a bit. Oh, you're just going to show me up for bum, huh? Mean, huh? Look, look. I, you say the word and I do my... Hey, what's the matter with you? 
What's the... I'm going to get you over to this chair right away. I... Oh, I don't know why the woman faded. Here, here, sit down. Say, what's happening to you? Have I been dancing with a partner who's passed out on me? Hey, what have you been doing, funny guy? She just went out from heaven to hold you up. The way I figure it, I've been holding her up. Maybe you ought to get a doctor in on this. Oh, aren't you a doctor, too? That's one of the three things I'm not. Come on, get a doctor, oh, I'd somebody. I'd better get her to a dressing room and... Oh! Oh, what's that? She, she can't move. She isn't breathing. I don't... Hey, let me feel her pulse. Hey, I can't find it. What's happened to her? You haven't any idea? Why, hold you... It, hold it, hold it. I'm taking over. Oh, Mr. Kitty, this is Chief Wisnum. We've met. Here, you two men take hold of Miss Graham and sort of carry her to the dressing room. Put a few fellas outside to see nobody leaves the grill. But this little party right here is going into session in the office right now. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait till the music starts again. We'll go along as if nothing happened. What did happen? You don't know what happened to your aunt? We'll use your place, Weffley. Uh, Of course, of course. Not large, but maybe that's good. Just step in, everybody. Weffley, Mr. Service, okay. Mr. Kitty, Mr. Grumba. Say, I'll have to ask you what your real name is. Clink Rattle. No good for a conga dancer. What Clink Rattle? Bill. All Warren. right. All right. William Clink Rattle, alias Grumba. Not alias. Known professionally as. Don't be so sensitive. I'm not. I'm just horse. Now. All right. Here we are. If you'll all sit down. Oh, uh, you, Miss Billion, Dolly Billion. Now, what's your real name? Dolly Billion. Nobody believes it, but that's what it is. Of course, I expect to change it someday. Uh, well, you park your pretty self somewhere. Oh, thanks. Ah, uh, now, now, here's the fact. The dancing lady, Grumba, who can be identified as the aunt of Grumba... Grumba's aunt? She didn't look it. Well, it's complicated, you see. She kept her figure, and in the light in the grill... Uh, well, what was her name, by the way? Jones. Mary Jones. Look, Chief, I'll save you some trouble. Miss Jones was killed by a quick jab from a needle. She was jabbed as we made that turn near your table, Grumba. It took effect in a few seconds. She went limp and... Well, you were there, Grumba. I don't know anything about that. I'm sure he doesn't, Chief. I was sitting near him all the time, and I would have seen Wanna him. Want to bet on that? He did. That's right. I'm the stakeholder. Now, here's $10 Mr. Service gave me and $10 for Mr. Kitty. You bet on a murder before it happened? Nah, the clown pie wanted to bet on the burglary. He said the dancers did it, and I said no. We didn't. All right, clown pie, pay up. Pay up. (laughs) It's not official yet. Uh, Well, uh, maybe uh, maybe the two crimes are connected. Got any more to say on that, Weffley? uh, No. no, Both must have been committed by somebody who knew his way around this hotel. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, Pardon the interruption, Chief. Have you a key to the valet's office, Weffley? I, uh, yes, uh, but Chief, I... would you have one of your men go and get my umpire suit? You know, the one with all the pleats and the big pockets. Open the door, Weffley. Uh, yes, sir. Patrolman Dunn, go to the valet's office. Have one of the boys show you where it is. Get out an umpire suit with big pockets and bring it back here. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, all of you, sit down. Sit down. Who knew where the money was and how to get it out? Don't look at me. Yeah, Chief, and who knew how the dance routine worked? Who knew just when the conga turn would take place? Ah, but she wasn't dancing with her regular partner. Well, well, it was a standard thing, the conga she usually did. Yeah, and who knew that? Who knew how the lights would be when she danced? And here's another question for you. Who had any reason for wanting to kill her? She was a nice old lady and a good dancer. Maybe she'd do something. Uh, That's done with your suit, Kitty. Open the door for him, Weffley, will you? Uh, yes. Hey, 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 put out the lights. Get him on. Get him on. Yep. Weffley Skip. What do you know? You go after him, Surface. Yeah. He can't get out of the place anyhow. Yeah, and let go of my monkey suit, Joe, will you? Give it to me. 
John, hang on to surface. I'll hang on the soap. Why, me... you big ape, you bum, Remember, you... Remember, I'm present, Mr. Zerby. Mrs. Ape, Mrs. Bum. Missy, oh, there's an idea there. Uh, Dolly, do you want to marry me? I want to marry you, okay? Shake. This is so cute. You're cutting yourself. Now, look, dear Chief, here's my clown fire suit with a big pocket. Where's a better place for parking a lot of bills? And for a fellow who knew his way around a hotel, it wouldn't be so hard to stow it away at the valets until he could get it back. And who'd look there for the dough? See? Still in the pockets. All nice and fresh from the bank. Here's a ten I put up. I marked that DK so you'd know which one Joe put up. And look at his ten. Right in the same series as the other tens in that pocket. Hey, wait. You wait. Damn. How'd you get on to Joe? Well, from the time we was together at Ambie's Hamby Bar... Joe was almost always around me. And I said, Dan, this is not the usual behavior for people who don't like umpires. What is more, Dan, I said, this man has heard me say I'm a detective, and what he's up to is trying to throw me off something. And he does. I hear phony records. Oh, ho, 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 Who knows about records? Joe, he was talking about 78 RPM, whatever that is, just like an expert. So he could do that. And those phone calls, too. <laughs> he could do the funny business with a bag, fake a call to the manager's office. Why was he so anxious to make that call instead of waiting for me to do it? It was my bag. And then, then, who else knew how much money was stolen? Well, he didn't. But Joe named it to the penny. Yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's good, Dan. Thanks, Chief. Well, seeing what was going on, I dreamed up a little something about the dancers being in on the robbery, and Joe needled me along with a bet, so I'd be sure to work on them exclusively. Eh, you might expect that from a guy who gets sore at an umpire for spotting that wrong ball trick I nailed this afternoon. Are you all through, clown fire? You forgot something, didn't you? A little matter of murder? No. Well, who wanted to kill that day, me? No, Joseph, you didn't. It was Weffley, maybe. What did you run away for? Just a nervous type. Yeah, I know that. I just want to see if you tumble. You want the murderer? He's right here. Hey, get away from me. Yeah, man. sure, get away from him, Joe. Not unless you're figuring on doing away with him, same as you did with his aunt. Me? Why would I want to kill her? She didn't know anything about the money. Oh, thanks, so you did. Oh, all right. You got the money back. She didn't know anything about it. That's right, she didn't. You had no motive. That's what they call it, isn't it, Chief? For killing her? You didn't have any idea killing her. That was an accident. You wanted to kill the umpire. Me. Oh, that's a lie. I didn't want to kill anybody. I didn't kill anybody. I took the money, but you can't hang a murder rap on me, I tell you. Dan, take him down to headquarters. You can't get me for that, I tell you. You can't get me for that. Hey, say, Dan, I don't talk much, but I want to thank you. Aunt Mary was very good to me, and I'll miss her a lot. Who says so? Sure, I'll miss her, Chief. No, 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 you won't. Oh, the poor fellow's gone and lost his voice, Chief. And he was just being grateful. For what? Because Dan brought a murderer to justice, as you will hear on my program tomorrow. You didn't. Dan, you did, didn't you? What? You just imagined it and built up a case. Sounded good to you, but did... Anybody say Mary Jones was dead? Well, you'll let me go on. It helped nail Joe from burglary. Only Mary Jones isn't dead. She simply passed out from exhaustion, dancing the conga with you, my friend. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry, Grumba. I had to let you in for some bad minutes, but maybe you'll forgive us. You can go to your Aunt Mary now. Oh, thanks, Chief. Yeah, goodbye. Look, Dan. This observation business is swell. Only when you go into fantasy, that's not detection. So long, Mr. Kitty. Miss Pigeon. My Chief. Oh, don't let him discourage you. You'll be a great detective. And maybe you'll get in the murder clinic. Nah, that's not my game. Well, you can still be a clown pyre. I don't know. What does it get you, really? After all, I travel for a chain of stores that sells chains. 
It's on the train, so train, and I travel around the train to keep up the change in the train. Come on, there's a new change territory. They get enough change to keep up the other change. We're still going to be married, aren't we? Sometimes you see strange change in your own chain. It's a strange change, strange change. Then we could be married immediately following station identification. That would be cute, wouldn't it? Now, but the change stranger. I said that would be cute. Wouldn't it? Oh, Mr. Kitty, I just wanted to congratulate you. Isn't it wonderful, Miss Jones? Mrs. Jones. Oh, yes, too wonderful. And to think you aren't a professional detective at all, Mr. Kitty, but in the train business. Oh, no, no, not in the train business, the chain business. No, You see, no. I travel for a chain of stores no, to sell I'm sure we all understand, don't we? And I'm to be matron of honor at their wedding. Oh, I should say all of us are imaginary people, bearing no intentional resemblance to anyone living or dead. But of course, that doesn't apply to our producer, Mr. Bauer. A very live young man, Mr. Bauer. And next week he has a review for you, prepared by the press department of station W.O.R. I think that's cute. So are you. Thank you. Uh, The imaginary Mrs. Jones was Ethel Ramey. And her association tonight's production were our stars, Helen Clare and Peter Donald, supported by Jock McGregor, Jerry Macy, Junius Matthews, and Sidney Sloan. This is Roger Bauer inviting you to hear the W.R. Press Department's Red Barn on Broadway Review next Thursday evening at 9.30 Eastern War Time, where we hope you'll have our fifth W.R. theater production. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. I love this play. The end, the very last couple minutes were maybe stretching a joke a little too far. But other than that, this was uh, a very interesting story. And it's one of the better comedy mysteries uh, that we've uh, encountered in the Golden Age radio program. Because on one hand, there was a bunch of cute uh, comedy stuff, particularly around our hero's main job being working for a chain of chain stores. And I know I don't have that quite right, but we only have a limited amount of time to record the commentary. But also, they established the idea that he could legitimately use his reasoning and observational skills as a detective, albeit not perfectly. So this was just a lot of fun. Of course, they referenced Murder Clinic, which was a program that originated right from the studios of WOR. And while I wouldn't put him in the same league as the characters from Murder Clinic, it's a shame that there wasn't a radio character who was a little bit like this. Obviously, some things about the character really just combine him to this particular story. We've got a dearth of good uh, comedy mysteries. And of course, the other thing that's interesting about him is that he's an amateur sleuth. There aren't a whole lot of uh, episodes of radio programs that survive uh, featuring uh, that sort of sleuth who's not uh, paid or has any business solving crimes. It's either a police officer, a detective, a reporter, a photographer for a newspaper. Probably the main examples I can think of are Box 13, and even then Dan Holliday is an ex-reporter, though he's getting involved in these mysteries kind of for his own reasons, and Mr. and Mrs. North. So however you cut it, I just thoroughly enjoyed it, and I hope you liked it as well. And I hope you have a great week and a fabulous spring. 
And we will continue on on Monday. Be sure and listen for The Saint. And Tuesday, it's the return of the lineup. In the meanwhile, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.